0: Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Page Next Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Liam Merrill here with Craig Morgan. Steve Peters, once again, bailing on his duties for this show.
1: (laughs) Just kidding. Ah, this is turnabout. I like it. I like it. Payback.
0: Yeah, exactly. He was roasting me last week. God forbid I have a day off. Um, but no, PD is working. Just not with Allegedly. us today. Allegedly. Allegedly.
1: Yes. We don't know that for certainly. Yeah,
0: well, I actually haven't heard from him in a while.
1: He could he could be in the Caribbean for all we know.
0: Yeah, normally he calls me five times a day, so I haven't Same. heard from him once. Um, anyway, we've got an Around the NHL episode that there's a ton to talk about. I feel like all the news dropped on Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Retirements galore. We've got coyotes news, ice news, arena news, just everything today. So it's going to be a jam packed (laughs) show and Craig and I are going to attempt to break it all down. But before we start, Craig, how are you doing? I know you've had a busy day.
1: (laughs) This day has been chaos, but it's usually chaos as uh, the season is about to start because there are usually a lot of loose ends that need to be tied up and I'm still trying to tie many of them. So that's all I'll
0: say. (laughs) Fair enough. Well, one of those and loose ends, I guess, is Barrett Hayton. And as of the time we record this on Tuesday afternoon, Barrett Hayton has not yet reached an agreement with the Arizona coyotes. Um, They are still in talks to get that deal done, but Tuesday afternoon, the training camp roster was released. It it was a press release with all the names, and Barrett Hayton was not on that list. Um, That's, again, as of Tuesday afternoon. But Jacob Chirkin was on that list, so we can Mm -hmm. sweep aside that speculation. But Barrett Hayton, Craig, where are we with that?
1: Yeah, as of 3.05 p.m., by the way, when I'm saying this. So let's put a timestamp on it, too, because this is going <laughs> to be very yeah, yeah, exactly. That 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 looks the second
0: PM we on. hit end record, it's going to happen. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, he's not on the training camp roster because he's not signed. So you, you get that. Um, but as as Bill Armstrong has told me and as as I'm hearing from sources, look, nothing, nothing drives action quite like a deadline, and the startup camp is certainly that. It's a deadline, so I would not be surprised at all to see Barrett Hayton at, at camp on Wednesday or Thursday when they actually go on the ice. Um, physicals, of course, are on Wednesday. They have to pass through a number of tests, but even if you know if it gets done Wednesday and he has he's a little delayed, you can get that stuff done and he can still be on the ice on Thursday. So I think it's trending in the right direction. I've sort of said all along that I expected it to get done before camp. So now I'm definitely under the gun with that prediction, but (laughs) it does look like it's moving in the right direction. And then you mentioned Jacob Chikrin as well, Leah. Bill Armstrong said as far back as the NHL draft that we both attended, that he expected Jacob Chikrin to be in camp. Maybe that was Bill at that point, trying to drive the market for Jacob Chikrin. uh, But I, I think it's a little bit different now. I don't think the market is what the Coyotes had hoped for Jacob Chikrin. I'm sure that Jacob Chickren's camp would have liked to see something done. Um, But Bill Armstrong, as we have said a hundred times, is not going to budge off his asking price. He's not going to devalue one of his assets. That's basic asset management. There's always the risk that he has another season like last season, and he's not as valuable, but for the people saying oh he'll only have 2 years left on his contract so the the uh, market is not as good that's not even remotely true so just drop that notion <laughs> if if he if he returns to form Jacob Chickren's value will be right back where it was but if he really wants out yeah listen i don't know yet if this relationship can be mended in camp and and during the season but if Jacob Chikrin continues to want out, and you can understand his reasons, right? If he wants to play for a team that's in competition for a playoff spot over the next couple seasons, he's probably going to have to do it with his play. He's going to have to perform in order for him to find that opportunity.
0: Absolutely. So hopefully the Barrett Hayton situation gets resolved, and there's very little drama entering training camp for the Coyotes and surrounding training camp, which of course technically starts Wednesday with media day and testing and then they'll be on the ice starting Thursday so literally it's here um and we'll get into more storylines around the the league itself but wanted to touch on some other Coyotes notes um another thing that was announced today Tuesday which we also kind of suspected based on photos that came from the rookie what was that the rookie whatever that event was that
1: Greg Wachinski was covering
0: yes (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, that Gila River is going to be the logo that we're seeing ads on NHL jerseys now. And Gila River will be the logo on the Arizona Coyotes jerseys. And they'll be the first Native American owned gaming enterprise with a logo on an NHL team jersey. I know that when that image was tweeted out, people were you know laughing and making fun of the irony of... Obviously, the Coyotes left Gila River Arena in Glendale. But... Heel River Arena, the naming, right? It has nothing to do with the building. Heel River, hotels and casinos. If you live in Arizona, you see commercials all the time. It's a huge presence here. It's, you know, a casino like anywhere else you would find. So the fact that they're sponsoring a a jersey logo, not that big of a deal. I get why people outside of Arizona would find humor in that.
1: You do? I don't. I don't even get it. Like, it's Gila River Resorts and Casinos. That's the patch on on the. The Gila
0: River Arena is being renamed, by the way. It it already has been renamed. Yeah, the the movie rights
1: gone. So, like, why? (laughs) I have no idea. Oh, it's the same company that sponsored the arena. Who cares? Like, (laughs) what is? Why is that relevant? It's it's just such a stupid, childish narrative. Like. What are you talking about? Wow. there's Oh, they kept their partner. Look at that. That would be the way that you should read this. The Coyotes kept that relationship after they left the arena. And Javier Gutierrez told ESPN, Greg Wyshynski, that it's going to be more profitable for them, this relationship going forward, than it was as the title sponsor for the arena, as, as a naming rights sponsor. So I have no idea why anybody would find amusement or... Any other sort of, you know, negative connotation from this? It's just it's just childish <laughs> and stupid.
0: Like many other things that we have to deal with, Craig. Yes. But uh, <laughs> um, they've also announced a multi-year partnership extension agreement, um, and it gives Gila River branding entitlement on the Coyotes' home jerseys. Um, so it'll, it'll be a season long presenting sponsor and participate in a variety of community activations throughout the season. So this is a, a big partner for the coyotes and it, it's an important one, given the fact that the coyotes have limited partnership opportunities at Millett arena because of ASU's, uh, they, they have first dibs on everything there. So, um, everybody we're stopping it before it begins. Shush, <laughs> shush. Yeah, good but, luck for that. yeah no, it, 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 it still won't happen. Anywho, speaking of Mullet Arena, the ice is in, Craig.
1: Yep, it's and in- and the logo, the logo went in as well, Leah.
0: Well, Craig. And, and get this, are you
1: ready for this? Are you ready for this?
0: When the coyotes <laughs> ASU. That's my drum roll. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when the Coyotes and ASU share this arena, the Coyotes will play their first game, obviously, a little later than ASU will because they play their a, a lot of games on the road to start the season. But when they finally start sharing the, the, the arena, guess what will be at Center Ice? What, Craig? Both the Cachina and the Pitchfork. What? Shock face. I wish people could see my Home Alone face right now.
0: <laughs> I might have to screenshot it. I'm so it.
1: shocked that both logos are going to be at Center Ice, except for the fact that we've been saying it for how many months now? And still some people are like, oh, they're not going to have their logo at Center Ice. <sighs> That's an honor of PD not being here. That's my time. <laughs> Logos will be at center Eyes. I'm not sure when we're actually going to get this, but I'm also told that there's a possibility ASU could move in as soon as next week, but it might take a little longer. They, they may not be able to move into mullet until after they get back from those first couple of road trips that they take themselves to start the season. So maybe as, as late as mid October, it's all dependent on inspections, fire marshal stuff, all that stuff, the usual stuff when a building opens. But yes, the ice is in, the logo's in, and it's not a surprise to anybody who <laughs> follows the coyotes. It'll probably be a shock to some people around North America still because they <laughs> believe in stupid and inaccurate narratives. <laughs> this is just the oh, whole this Like you know, you know what I loved yesterday? Some of the the responses to this uh, were were amusing and I was imagining like you and I could come up with all the uh the fake news things that are about to happen at Mullet Arena. And one of them one of them that I thought about is they're going to inlay the handprint of all three of the Coyotes fans in the cement underneath the ice. Yeah, that'll be one of those. <laughs> we should come up with an entire list. In fact, we should ask our listeners to come up we with an entire should. List of stupid narratives and things that are fake going to happen at Mullet Arena surrounding the Coyotes.
0: I love that idea. So if you're listening to this right now, tweet at us at phnx underscore coyotes, or if you're a member in our discord, let us know there too. We can come up with this list um, and it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that was a lot of talking about <laughs> things that we, we were just preparing to push back on things that ha- we haven't even heard yet. Um, a lot of ASU hockey talk and ASU as the football program is going through A big change right now, a big shift. PHNX Sun Devils, our producer Sean, um, Shane, and Totri have been covering this unbelievably well. And even though it's a huge shift for ASU football, it's going to be really exciting this weekend when they take on Utah. They're ranked, um, and we'll actually be out at four peaks to watch that game. I can't think of a better place to watch Sun Devil football on that giant TV, but if you're going to the game, you can tailgate with us at Four Peaks. Um, So we invite you to do so. It's going to be so much fun. $50 ticket gets you access to a buffet, an all-you-can-eat buffet, by the way, two Four Peaks beers, and a free ride to the stadium. So check that out. Grab a ticket. Plus, the PHNX Sun Devils guys will be there playing Cornhole, Jenga, and Connect Four. If you want to hang out, with Sean, if you want to hang out with Shane and Totry, I'll probably stop by. Come hang out with us. It starts at 4:30. Check the link in our show notes to sign up. And you must be 21 or older and enjoy responsibly for four peaks. And also, we want to give a shout out to Chop Shop, who provided lunch for our entire office on Monday. Um, except for Craig, because he didn't get the memo, but that's okay. He'll get it next time. <laughs> but it was unbelievable. I love Chop Shop. They hooked us up with such a delicious lunch. And check out their new limited time. Greek-ish salad, which I'm sure Craig has something to say because he believes in salads being all or nothing, um, with fresh romaine, spring mix, onions, red pepper, olive, chickpea, cucumber, banana pepper, and lemon vinaigrette. That sounds so good, actually. Order today at OriginalChopShop.com. Okay, moving on. It's been a big day for big-name retirements in the NHL. We got not one... Not two, but three retirements that maybe we saw coming, um, but still, the following have players have give, called it a career: Zdeno Chara, who's 45, which I was <laughs> shocked to think. I I I don't know how old I thought he was, but not 45. I thought um, he was P- 50. <laughs> I thought he was 40. So I guess it was the average of our two guesses. Um, PK Subban, who is 33, and Keith Yandle, of course, former Arizona Coyote and. I know, beloved by many Coyotes fans and NHL fans. Thirty-six years old. All three have announced their retirement on Tuesday. Let's start with. We'll get to Yandel last because we have more to talk about. So let's start with Zidane Ochara. What a what a career for him.
1: Yeah, and I mean, first of all, the to be able to play. At that size, I, you know, a lot of people will talk about how great the reach. <laughs> Whoa! Is that? Was, that a, was that a street racer in your apartment? Oh my god,
0: that was unbelievable! What All right. was that. <laughs> That's a street racer. Just it carry was. On. It Literally, there's literally an F1 like race going. There's actually an F1 race going on outside right now. So <laughs> carry on. <laughs> it's the data chart size. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, we have to clip that. <laughs> Just, there's no way you're going to convince me that that was outside. That was that was in your apartment. Something's going on in your apartment. Carry on. It's <laughs> the loudest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, Zdeno Chara, huge, great captain, won a cup with Boston, incredible career, really. And and he's such an unusual player, Leah. It's, I mean, first the first thing that anyone's going to think about with him is just the fact that he's huge. He's an imposing figure, and yes, the reach and all that stuff played into his benefit. But it's really hard to play when you're that tall in the NHL, right? It's really hard. <laughs> Imagine going into corners and trying to hit someone. Like, what are you gonna do, y'all? You know, like, if it's a small player, like a five eight guy, your your waist is gonna hit their head, and you're gonna get called for a high hit. There are a lot of challenges, but I, he was a he was a, a terrific pro, a terrific captain. He's a legend in Boston. Uh, I mean. I know he played elsewhere, obviously. He moved around a little bit, but he really found his niche, his home in Boston, and I think that's where he'll be best known. That's probably where his number will be retired someday. But as you mentioned, he wasn't the only defenseman who decided to call it quits today. (laughs) There were two other big names. It's just a a weird, weird occurrence that they all decided to do it on the day before training camp Uh, started.
0: It's true. Well, P.K. Subban was the other one. Um, he had, I feel like PK had a very, I, I want to say prolific, but I don't know if that's the right word. He was very successful in his early career, um, with the Montreal Canadiens and then the Nashville Predators. And then he kind of quiet, it got quiet on the PK Sue front. Um, he played for the devils of course, but he wasn't putting up those same numbers that he was in the beginning of his career. Um, and I know there's been like a ton of controversy about him being outspoken and, etc. But PK did so much for every community that he played in. Um, and, and he brought personality to the game of hockey, which we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's kind of lacking. And, and that was something that PK never lacked at any point during his career.
1: He's such a good interview. I, I remember being, you know, at the NHL award show one year and just he was holding court, He's so entertaining, so engaging. It didn't matter who was asking him the questions, whether it was, you know, a veteran national reporter or some local schlub who he didn't know at all. He gave him his time. He gave really thoughtful, interesting responses, and he was just a fun guy to be around. I know at times PK Subban took some criticism for sort of that flamboyant personality that he had, And, and I... I wasn't in locker rooms. I wasn't in dressing rooms to know whether that was ever an issue. Montreal media made it out like it was. I don't. But sometimes I wonder <laughs> wonder about that market as well with the way they cover the team. Nonetheless, I think he's going to re- be remembered fondly because he was he was an exciting player. Uh, he, he had some spectacular years when he first. I remember when he went first went to Nashville and they had that incredible blue line. I thought this might be the time where we finally see a Cup champion come from a team that didn't have that dominant number one center. And they came really close. They came really close to getting there. If Ryan Johansson doesn't get hurt, I wonder if they beat the Penguins in that cup final. But nonetheless, P.K. Subban, a terrific pro.
0: Absolutely. And lastly, Keith Yandel, who, of course, Coyotes fans know and love. He was here for nine years in his career, played 558 games with the Coyotes of his 1,109 game career. Of course, he had that 989 game Ironman streak among many other things but speaking of amazing locker room guys and Keith Andel was that and I, I I'm so happy for him and you know glad that he's ending his career on his own terms
1: yeah it was a fun little uh, interview he did with Spit and Chicklets, and it was cool they got to do it with Paul Bissonette who was of course one of his teammates here in Arizona I don't know and we're going to pose this question I think on a poll today. Right. I don't know how the coyotes are feeling about Keith Yandel as a potential entrant into the ring of honor. And I want to dive into that a little more when I, when I write the story, but I, I don't want to rush the Keith Yandel story because there's, there's just so much to it. I want to talk to a bunch of people, but I do wonder with all that he meant to this organization and all that he accomplished simply, you know, through production, there were a couple of times where he led the team in scoring as a defenseman. If he belongs there, he was, At least an alternate captain. He wasn't the captain of the team because of course he he played with Shane Doan that whole time, but he was without question a leader in that dressing room. Everybody will talk about him as the consummate teammate and he meant a lot to this organization and really to this fan base to this community while he was here in Arizona happy for him. He's, as he said, I'm going to retire to South South beach and basically do nothing.
0: Yes. He said retiring or taking my, I forget what he said, but taking my talents to South beach to do nothing. I love that. Yeah. It's very on brand. Yeah. If you if you missed it, um, it was right at the start of the Spit and Chickens podcast on Tuesday. So, his official retirement announcement there with you know his friends on that show. So even the way he retired was very on brand for Keith Handel. But yeah, the argument about the Ring of Honor thing is interesting. I mentioned the 558 games played, but he with the Coyotes, he had 311 points during that time. He averaged 21 minutes and 24 seconds time on ice. Um, And like you said, he played with Shane Doan, so he wasn't ever captain, but he was a leader on this team. Um, And, you know, hearing the stories of him in his early days from, Players like Shane Doan and, you know, we've heard stories on spit and chocolates as well, what he was like and how he evolved and how he was a locker room guy, but not just a locker room guy. He was talented on the ice. It's an interesting argument, and I'd be interested to hear what our listeners have to say and and whether or not you think he deserves to be in the Coyotes' ring of honor because he did play with Florida, New York, and Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia only a year, but, you know, five years in Florida, two years in New York. So not his entire career here, but still – a big chunk of it was here.
1: I hated how it ended too. You know, getting the Ironman streak, but then getting falling short of a thousand, taking him out of the lineup, got to play younger players. I I get in a way wanting to play younger players at the end of the season to get a sense of what you have, but I don't know. I there's a there's a side of me that thinks that you treat a guy like that with respect and let him get to a thousand. Yeah. It's too bad. And now that Phil Kessel has signed with Las Vegas. Or with Vegas, he's probably going to break that record, and and he probably would have anyway because Yandel wasn't going to play this season. But it would have been nice to see him get to that milestone. yeah crazy about that? But like like Keith Yandel often does, he handled it with pure class. I'm sure you remembered that that news conference right after he got pulled out of the lineup. People talked to talked to him about it, and he was just pure class about it. So you got to respect that, and you got to respect what he meant to this dressing room and how how much fun he was. I don't think. That media or fans ever got to see it enough because he had that sort of under his breath sense of humor and he wasn't he wasn't as open with media as he was in the dressing room. But there's you know, there there are hints of it like like the clip that I know you pulled for for PHNX Coyotes (laughs) today where we heard, you know, about his nickname Jelly because his his initials are KY and how Shane Doan said after initially being really embarrassed by it he embraced it. Yeah, I'll bet he embraced it because that's Keith Yandel. He was a ton of fun to be around in that dressing room. And maybe at one point, at some point down the road, the Coyotes will honor him.
0: Absolutely. There I go. You muting- muted. I the- muted.
1: I can remember you muting yourself like, Petey no, and I I, like the I've, other day.
0: I've done it before. It's been a while. It was my turn. <laughs> I'm curious what everyone thinks about Keith Handel, whether or not he deserves to be in the Coyotes Ring of Honor. So vote in in the poll at next underscore Coyotes and tweet at us and let us know again in the Discord. We're asking a lot of questions, but we want um, your involvement because I'm sure people have some opinions on that. Um, The the Coyotes hit the ice Saturday, Craig. I know it's not in Arizona, and I know it's just the preseason, but we're going to see some hockey soon here. Um, And if you're traveling to any of the preseason games – that the Coyotes are playing at in California and Vegas, check out Game Time because I'm actually looking right now. There's tickets for as low as $10, and again, these aren't in Arizona, but if you're making the road trip, I can I see tickets here for as cheap as $10. And, of course, I always mention this, but um, if you want to see a game played at Millett Arena, if you want to see the logo on the ice, if you want to experience the game there – use game time to buy your tickets. Really, it's the most inexpensive place to buy tickets. I see ones here for $82.91, you know, still more expensive than people might have been used to at Gila River Arena. But, you know, given what tickets are going for on ticket sites like Ticketmaster, um, check out game time, truly the best place to buy tickets. And you can buy, there's one more home series for the D-backs. We got the Cardinals at home this weekend. So tons of events you can buy tickets for over at game time. You can also buy tickets to sports, concerts, and shows, um, so you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy last minute. Great for all the procrastinators out there, and if you love PHX, then you'll love Game Time, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description, so scroll down in the description of this podcast, you'll see the link right there, and speaking of football and baseball, Derek won a $1,000 on Underdog Fantasy last night. Choosing higher, literally all he did was pick five pitchers and choose higher or lower, and he got all five right, and he won a thousand (laughs) dollars. Like absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable. So shout out Derek. For winning that, um, it's and you could do that too. I mean, like we said, all you have to do is play the pick 'em game. You look for your favorite or least favorite player stats, pick between two and five players for your pick 'em entry, and whether you'll think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game. If you get all your picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night, like Derek did. Uh, you can do it with football, baseball, and hockey once hockey season starts. So check that out. You can download Underdog Fantasy in the App Store or click on the link below in the show notes. If you sign up using the promo code PHNX, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. All right, moving on. There's still more. Yeah, <laughs> still was a, a lot crazy more. crazy day in the
1: NHL. It's a crazy day in the NHL.
0: Crazy. That's why we, we couldn't even wait till Wednesday to drop this. We were we're going <laughs> to do two pods in a day because why not? Um, Nathan McKinnon (laughs) becomes the NHL's highest paid player signing an eight-year extension worth $12.6 million annually. Holy shit. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Holy shit. Greg, what do you think about this?
1: Well, well well-earned, right? I mean, he's he's a a bull. He's just a a complete player and he – Often wills Colorado to victory. They've got plenty of talent on that roster, obviously. And I like some other pieces, most notably, you know, one of one of the wings that plays with him often, Miko Ratnan and of course Kale McCarr. But he's the leader of this team. And you, you knew this was going to come at some point. Um I think Nathan McKinnon is the kind of player that can sustain his level of play over the course of this career. I do. Unless he gets hurt. If he gets injured, that you can say that about any player, but I think he's going to be that rare elite player that just sustains. He's that driven. He's that good.
0: And he takes so, care of he takes care of his body like, like nobody religiously, else.
1: Religiously, like like Tom Brady, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So
1: so it's it's all good to hear. Listen, if people want to to hear more about Nathan McKinnon, where can they go, Leah?
0: Check out the DNVR Avalanche podcast. They did an entire episode just on this topic today. Um, so you can check out DNVR Sports on YouTube or DNVR. DNBR Avalanche podcast, um, we direct you to them for any Avalanche coverage at all. But I think the thing that was most interesting for me, Craig, I do agree that this is a well-deserved contract. I think that he is—he does take great care of himself. He has that longevity, and it's proven. You know, We've been talking about players earning high-end contracts, and they've only played one year in the NHL. Nathan McKinnett has played years and has proven himself, not just in his point totals, but he, he finally – you know, crossed the finish line and, and got the abs of Stanley Cup. I think the thing for me that was crazy about this deal, and I know we're going to, that's been a flat cap because of COVID, and we're probably going to see the salary cap go up in the coming years. The fact that this makes him the NHL's highest paid player, because when I think of the NHL, I don't like Nathan McKinnon is a top five NHL player, but I think of, you know, Connor McDavid and, and it's literally a I think Connor McDavid's AAV is 12.5 and McDavid and McKinnon's is 12.6. So it's a tiny little difference, but you know, just that stands out to me because he's now the top paid player, but is he the top player? Maybe not necessarily. Doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not trying to like stir the pot and then say this was a bad deal or anything like that. That was just one of the things that stood out to me. You want a cup? You want, you want a, a cup. cup
1: that's worth a little bump in your in your salary that's the, whether fair or not that's that's worth a little bump and you're right i mean this this was signed well after mcdavid's deal, so there's always an increase and the cap will go up colorado has pretty much its core locked up by and large it has its core locked up so this is going to be an interesting team to watch over the next i don't know it at least three to four years maybe five to six i don't I don't expect Colorado to be great in eight years. That's really hard to do. Very few teams sustain that kind of run, but they're going to be in the mix for the Cup for for several years here now.
0: Absolutely. So, again, check out DNVR Avalanche for more on that. Okay, moving along. The New York Rangers have traded Niels Lundqvist to the Dallas Stars. for. Let me read this if the star, if the stars pick in the 2023 draft if and that pick is in the top 10 the rangers will get dallas's first round pick in the 2024 draft instead and the pick will be unprojected and if lenquist produces 55 points cumulative over the 2022-23 and 23-24 seasons dallas will transfer its own third round pick in 2025 instead of the fourth round pick in 2025 oh my god <laughs>
1: Did you like how I sent that in typeface that almost looked like the Star Wars typeface? where the, the it, it
0: did. Like I'm like holding my phone at space. an angle <laughs> to try and read it. <laughs> I was
1: trying but to also... get it to move away in space too, just like it, but couldn't figure out how to do it because I have no talent like that. So anyway, oh. uh, wow. A first round <laughs> pick. I mean, it, he's a big right hand defenseman who hasn't proven anything yet. Late first round pick. But I, I've read some of the analytics on him. There are people that feel that like, there's a lot of untapped potential here. This makes me wonder if they can move Miro heishkinen back to his natural left side if you play Lundquist alongside of him. That's an interesting top pair going forward for a long time. Of course, again, Lundquist still has to prove that he has uh, the wares to live up to that potential. But it's an interesting move by the Stars to, uh, to bank on a, a big right-handed defenseman.
0: Yeah, it is interesting, and I know that the— the pick, the first round pick is top 10 protected in 2024, but it's just interesting, or 2023 that is. It's just interesting because I don't, I know Dallas was just in the Stanley Cup final a few years ago, but I don't look at them as a team that this year is necessarily competing for a Stanley Cup. I don't know if that could be wrong. That could be a freezing cold take Um, so I don't know. I just figure they'd maybe want to hang on to another first round pick, but I guess if it is top 10 protected, um, it is what it is. So we'll see Dallas will be an interesting one to, to watch and we'll see them a lot in the central division.
1: Yeah. You just wonder about Dallas because like, like on the, on the forward group, there's a lot of older players there. So they've got a lot of work to do to make this a contender. But if you feel like you have your top pairing locked down, that's, that's a big step toward it. You you obviously still need help. They have some young young players up front, but you know the guys like Sagan and, and Ben are clearly long in the tooth at this point.
0: Yep. All right, moving on. So we said that training camp's opening this week for all the NHL teams. So there are some injuries, unfortunately, around the league for a number of teams, uh, starting with the Philadelphia Flyers. Sean Couturier has a back injury. He'll be reevaluated during training camp. Um, They're looking for a second opinion, big bummer for a team like Philadelphia who really suffered last season, had a hard year um, on the ice. And then they have a new coach coming in who made a statement that he doesn't love the locker room, which is funny because it contradicts what Keith Endel was saying on spit and chiclets on Tuesday that it was his favorite locker room he's ever been a part of. So who knows what's really going on there? You know, John Tortorella is John Tortorella, but if the flyers want to compete in the Metro, they need a, you know, all of their players healthy. So big bummer that Sean Couturier is hurt.
1: I don't, yeah, Sean Couturier, who of course has uh, Phoenix ties. um, I don't see this team coming anywhere near a playoff spot. And I didn't even if Couturier was healthy. They're just not very good. They, of course, like the Devils, made a run at getting Johnny Hockey, but it didn't happen. I don't think Philadelphia did much of of anything really good this offseason. They were a bad team last season. I expect them to be a bad team again.
0: And we'll dive more into that when we do our Metro Division preview um, in the coming weeks here. Next note, uh, St. Louis Blues announced that defenseman Marcos Candela will miss at least six months after undergoing right hip surgery. That's a bummer. Craig, you don't know what that's like to have a six-month hip recovery, do you?
1: I don't understand why it takes six months. I mean, six weeks, I'm up and running here. What's the deal? <laughs> I'm ready to get on the ice. What's what's the deal, Marcos Candela? I suppose contact Mike. Yeah, okay. You want to argue that? contact in in the sport of hockey is a little different than walk into the mailbox. I guess I guess it's a little bit different, but yeah, that's a that's a big blow for the blues.
0: Yep. And up in Toronto, uh Leafs forward Pierre Engvall? Yep, did I say Oh, nice. we Will miss the start of training camp. Um I don't even know who that is, Craig, if I'm being 100% honest. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this
1: is your team, Leah. No, it's not! <laughs> okay. Your team is the Coyotes now, so yeah,
0: and not we'll now. And
1: out and we won't have, worry too much about Pierre. The Leafs Engball haven't
0: team. been my team since I lived in Toronto. <laughs> when
1: did you When did you last live in Toronto? Two
0: thousand and five.
1: Okay, was that? Well, they they won a playoff series in your time there, at least, right?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah, they, I have a. There's a picture of me in a Leafs. Time. There's a picture of me in a Leafs jersey as a baby, and then there I have a small Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, jersey that I wore when I was under nine years old, so I do have evidence that I was in fact a Leafs fan. But have you ever? I adopted that maybe, the Coyotes when I moved here.
1: Have you ever thought that maybe your departure was the problem with the Leafs because they really haven't had much success since you left?
0: Just so maybe saying. I should maybe I should move back to Toronto. Is that what you're I didn't saying? That. I did, definitely did not me off say that. No, no, be off this podcast.
1: Podcast will be a disaster.
0: <laughs> I'll start hosting the Toronto Maple Leafs podcast with. Steve Dangle. How about that? <laughs> that
1: would be
0: hilarious. <laughs> Taking my talents to Toronto. Um, okay. Uh <laughs> next. So Craig, a couple weeks ago you mentioned that there was maybe some interest in Brad Richardson signing with the coyotes, and now you think that is not a thing anymore?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna work out. I think the sides were talking, but they just couldn't come to an agreement that both both sides could could live with. So <sighs> if people could see my sad face right now, no Brad Richardson, no incredible quotes, no watching him cheat in uh, two touch sewer ball or whatever you want to call <laughs> it. I will. I'll be sad this season because Brad Richardson won't be around. It doesn't look like, I, I don't know what he's going to do yet. I, I don't know if he'll retire. I know he has family here. His, his daughter, Lexi is here. His mom takes care of her. So that's a big consideration for him. I, I have a hard time believing he's going to leave the Valley again for like a one year deal somewhere, but Just sad that Brad Richardson won't be rejoining the Coyotes.
0: Yeah, bummer. Definitely. Um, And we mentioned all the big retirements today right before training camp. And then we also saw a group of players signing PTOs around the league, including former Coyotes um, Alex Galchenyuk signed a PTO with Colorado. And then Antoine Roussel signed a PTO with Philadelphia. So we'll see how those work out for both of them. You know, best of luck to both of them moving forward in their curves with that, but Galchenyuk to Colorado, Roussel to Philly on PTOs. Any thoughts, yeah. Gregor?
1: Just- I just, you know, with, with, with the with the uh, Galchenyuk one in particular, guess who represents Alex Galchenyuk? Pat Brisson, who also represents Nathan McKinnon. And what happened today? Oh, Nathan McKinnon signed a deal. So I can't help thinking, hey, can you toss my guy a favor here? is what Pat Brisson, Brisson asked Joe Sackett. Can you give hmm. Alex Galchenyuk a PTO? I have a really hard time believing that Alex Galchenyuk can crack that lineup, a cup championship lineup, even though they've lost some pieces, most notably Nazem Kadri. But I have a hard time believing he's going to crack that lineup. But when I tell you Pat Brisson has this kind of pull around the NHL, do not discount it. He can call in a few favors. I'm certain of that. So you know what? Maybe galchenya can go into camp and surprise him and, and earn a depth spot. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough assignment. And the fact that you know they they didn't want to do it here in Arizona tells you something. He he couldn't he couldn't find a roster spot here in Arizona. It's obviously a little tougher to crack the roster in Colorado than it is with the Coyotes right now.
0: Yeah, going from worst to first on teams there. Um, Of course, we mentioned that training camp starts this week. Craig will be out there every day. Craig and I will be at Media Day on Wednesday. So we'll have tons of content coming from there as well. But if you're not already, because the season's right around the corner, it's the perfect time to sign up for an annual membership at gophnx.com. Not only can you read all of Craig's amazing articles and writing, but we have Gerald covering the Suns, Jesse covering the D-backs, Howard for Cardinals. You know, we're just getting into the beginning of the season for a lot of these leagues. And, you know, I know the D-backs are moving into their offseason, but we'll still have tons and tons of coverage. Um, ASU, U of A, all of it. You can find that all at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt from the locker when you do. If you want to try out your first month, just 50 cents. You can sign up for month to month. And then join our members only Discord. Um, I mentioned that the Discord is arranging a fantasy hockey league. So I think they're finalizing that. Today, so get in on that if you're not in that already join our discord a lot of fun and also i'm really excited to watch all of our games this season and our very comfortable recliners in our new office um i really with four peaks in the cup holder and uh really can't wait seriously it's such an amazing setup more furniture really decked out our entire new studio we can't thank them enough all of the beautiful furniture you see on our shows is courtesy of More. If you want to spruce up your home, you can check out their fall sale at morefurniture.com. That's m o r furniture.com. Craig, anything else to note before we head out?
1: Good lord, no. We've already gone how long on this around the NHL audio pod.
0: <laughs> Jeez. It's it's beginning. Remember we remember those days just like, you know, August yep. thinking, please something Something happened and everything seemed to happen, um, which is why we're dropping this episode earlier than we we would have originally planned because we don't want to – be behind on anything. Uh, like I said, we will be at media day on Wednesday, and Craig will be at training camp Thursday and Friday. We'll be doing live shows on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel on Thursday and Friday with reports from day one and two of Coyotes training camp, and of course, we'll be in Tucson at the Coyotes preseason game at the Tucson Arena um, on Sunday, the twenty-fifth. So, if you're planning to be there, let us know. Come say hi if you see us, um, and we're going to do a show after too. So subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, hit the notification bell so you never miss a show, not just for us, but all the shows. I'm so proud of what PHNX has done over the last two weeks with the Herm Edwards firing, the Robert Sarber saga, the Cardinals insane game on Sunday. It's just been an incredible time for sports and hockey and basketball season are right around the corner. So it's a great time to uh, to follow PHNX Sports um, on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of it. There's an amazing clip of Sean ranting on TikTok, ah, by the yes way. If you, if you we need more seen.
1: of that DP energy on the show, by the way. We need <laughs> to know. just give him the mic more often.
0: I know, like like his koala rant. That was pretty good. It's iconic. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. yeah, we need to, we just need, we should just like once a week give co- Sean's rant corner. I don't know. We'll come up with something better. Um, yeah. Please follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. You can follow me at Leah Merrill. You can follow Craig at Craig S. Morgan. Um, follow PD at Hockey and Sean at Sean underscore pause. until then everybody enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see everyone live on Thursday at 11 AM. Have a great rest of your week, everyone. We'll talk to you then.